honestly, it don't really feel real. But the only reason that it does feel better is just showing up and beating Heron just because he was talking shit on Instagram. <laughs> so beating Heron felt really good to me. I Episode 88, Tank Slap and Pod. Little post Felucia edition on the other side of the podcast. We have Robbie Bobby McClendon. What's going on, man? Man, I don't even want to tell you what I'm doing right now because you're going to make fun of me. Daddy Mike Turner is going to make fun of me. And most importantly, Ronnie Smith's going to make fun of me. But I'm currently doing the pod and I'm looking at El Caminos at the auction. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I make fun of you? I love El Caminos. I shit you not, dude. I'm like, the one popped up in 1980. And it's got a little 350 installed in it, but it's really nice interior, and it's in Alabama, so uh, I'm like, I'm not really El Camino poor right now. I don't need one, but it's like, oh, it's like such a good deal, maybe. So in a little bit, we might get a little rowdy during the podcast because it's got 66 minutes till it's up. And uh, what's it at? What's froggy. the price? I don't even want to tell you because it's so cheap, but it's going to go high. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to have to end up bowing out. Right now, I'm the high bidder at thirty eight fifty. Oh, dude, I love El Caminos. Gonna... I love them. McGrain oh, has a really cool so one. McGrain, McGrain, Tom McGrain. He's got like a really? badass one. He got from uh, John Lewis Senior, and uh, I've been trying to buy it from him for like a couple of years now. It's it's pretty it's pretty nice, and he won't budge well, on he's it. He's listening. But... If he's listening, I'm gonna need to see some pictures or something, man. I I uh, I, I bleed El Caminos. Yeah, yeah, they're badass. We almost bought one when uh, Chambers got his pro license to run the TT. We were looking for oh. an El Camino in Florida, like a shitty one, because we were gonna roll up into the garages with his bike in the back of El Camino. <laughs> just... That would be insanely incredible. Like me and Dalton had it planned. Like I'm get, I'm I'm doing one right now, like with a badass engine and everything. And our original plan was to drive it to Bike Week with our Groms and Monkey in the back. But uh, ended up, we had to do some other testing and just, just timing didn't work out. So anyway, enough about El Caminos until, until the auction starts <laughs> happening and you're going to, you're going to, you want to hear me get at rowdy. It's going to be going. Well, we got a lot to talk about in this show. Uh, two really good guests that I'm stoked on. We have Jerry Stinchfield, who honestly, it's been a long time coming. Like I'm, I'm stoked to finally get Jerry on. He's a real busy guy, but he, I, he's obviously one of our sponsors. I talk about roof systems on the show quite a bit. But he keeps the sport of flat track going with the amount of riders he sponsors. And I'm stoked to have him on just to talk about everything he does. Uh, He's a really humble guy. He's a behind-the-scenes guy. uh, But he does so much for the sport. And I'm just interested to get his insight on how he got involved, who he's worked with, and give the fans some knowledge on on what him and the team uh, went through this off season to get ready for the year and what they typically have to go through. So it'd be good to get Jerry on. And then Rob, we got Brandon Posh, Daytona 200 fresh off the Rolex, man. He's, he's going to come on the pod. We're going to talk with him as well. So uh, two really good guests lined up. I'm stoked, man. I can't wait. I, I always love talking to Jerry anyway. You know, we drop texts, Facebook messages, calls, whatever, all the, all the time. And, uh, I'm really excited because I kind of know his outlook on things, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to add some more fresh perspective and, uh, I think he's going to be good, man. And, and posh, he's, he's just posh, man. It's like, how can somebody that's such an idiot in the best way possible? I love him to death, but it's like, dude, he's got two Daytona 200 wins and he's so silly in person and goofy, which I love, 
but dude, when he straps on the helmet on the road race bike, dude, he's a freaking animal, man. And and I'm stoked for him. I mean, I know it's a good paycheck. Uh, I love the fact that you know he was on a Triumph, so I'm uh, I'm really excited to hear what he's got to say too. But um, I'm really really excited about Jerry, man, because we had some Facebook stuff go down, and you know me, um, and and you know of course I'm gonna defend any time any person I think is you know being shit on and. And, and I had to really step in on one guy. I don't remember who it was, but anyway, we'll let we'll talk with Jerry about that. And yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've watched Posh grow up. Like I've literally, um, when he was in high school, he wanted to get cyber schooled, and to like make it work, he had to do like a I don't I don't understand what happened, but he he had to have a Pennsylvania address to join this cyber school. So essentially like I was his guardian. Um, we'll talk with him about, about that, but yeah, I was his guardian and his teachers would call me when he wasn't doing his schoolwork. I'm like, I don't know what the little bastard's doing. <laughs> so, uh, I feel like yeah, he's now grounded. He's, yeah. Now he's a two time Daytona 200 winner. So anyway, we'll, we'll chat with him. Uh, he doesn't hold back on words and neither, neither, neither does Jerry. So uh, I want to talk about the the first round a little bit, but before we get to that, I want to make sure we shout out these sponsors that make it happen. Um, our title sponsor and the title sponsor of the series mission foods stoked to have them on board, organic corn tortilla shells. I'm a big fan of the blue tortilla chips, organic as much as I can um, make sure you go buy some mission products and support them. They're doing a lot for the industry and it's really cool to see their involvement grow year after year. And, and then them coming on board to support what we're doing on our show is uh, pretty amazing. Bell Power Sports, they've been with us for a long time. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Indian Motorcycle, since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Fresh off of Volusia Half Mile Win with Briar Bauman, go check out a local dealership, test ride a bike. Uh, great lineup of motorcycles from the Scout Bobber to the Challenger, the Chief, FTR. Uh, I just saw they re- released a new uh, Champions Edition FTR. I think they only have 50 of them. So go uh, run to your local dealership and uh, find out some more on that as well. Moto America. We talk about Moto America quite a bit. We're big fans of the series and everything. Wayne, Chuck, and the crew, Paul, they're all doing over there at Moto America. Really good event at Daytona uh, International Speedway. We'll talk with uh, Posh about that, but they had the Twins Cup, Bagger Racing, the Daytona 200, um, they had a Super Hooligan class. So there's a lot of cool things that went on this weekend with Moto America. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com, 19-inch and 17-inch flat track tires, off-road, street, moto, uh, just the best rubbers in the business. Make sure you hit up Dunlop and, and stock up. And our guest tonight has been a longtime supporter of the show, Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial industrial roof, industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. But let's get into it, Rob. Thoughts on Volusia, man. Let's go into uh, let's go into production twins, man. Big, big win for Nick Armstrong. I, I don't know if you caught caught that race at all, but let's talk a little bit about the production twins class. And if you want to touch upon the track, too, obviously the track was was very unique as well. Yeah, man, I thought it was, I thought it for what they had delivered, I mean, first off, Jesus, man, it's like, doesn't matter what you do, like, it's gonna, like, there's always gonna be a wrench thrown in it, you know, all the teams there were ready and set up, definitely our team, for a typical Volusia, big, wide, abrasive groove, you know, and then shit happens, and all of a sudden, boom, everybody's scrambling on setups, and the track is 100% different than it normally is, but 
uh, you know, I know a lot of people are not going to want to hear this, but big, big shout out to AFT for getting us something to race on for one of the two days. Uh, I kind of had a feeling that with the forecast, you know, the second day, which I guess would have been the first day, but put to the second day or whatever, I, I had a feeling that was going to get shit canned, man. Um, I woke up early in the morning and just heard the rain coming down on the, the B&B and my, uh, my enthusiasm kind of, I got a little bummed out cause you know, everybody was hoping like for a little bit better, a little bit more redemption. Cause you know, we worked really hard on Dalton stuff from a personal perspective and never, uh, we didn't really hit the nail on the head. So hats off to, uh, to Dalton and, and Bigelow and Coolbeth for, for making some, some quick changes, uh, on the fly. But, um, yeah, I'm just mainly excited that we got one of the two days in because, geez, with all the testing and everything else going on, the the week and a half was pretty long. But uh, we got yeah. out of there with some solid points. Um, but as far as production, man, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, and man, sh- shout out to him, man, that was an awesome ride. Because I was, I, I, yes, I do watch, I pay attention. Um, certainly was paying attention for any kind of track changes because uh, that track seemed to seemed to change a lot throughout the day and night. But, uh, man, he, he put his head down, and I think he was, like, what, fourth or fifth off the start, um, which, Corey, that might have been one of the worst starts I've ever seen you get because I look back, and you're in, like, what, 10th place on lap one, something not, not ideal. Um, so maybe you might want to, you know, touch on, on why you uh, suck at starts there. Uh, or no. Anyway, or no, no well, you don't have to. To be, to be fair, I, I was on the third <laughs> row, so – it was, um, I, I didn't do good all day, you know, it was, and then people mentioned about the track and I put up a little video of, of me getting around the track. I think last night and everybody was commenting about how bad the track was. And realistically, I thought it was very raceable. Um, you know, I, I didn't do well as a rider. It's not my cup of tea. I like the standard Volusia. You know, I've done really well there. It's a tough pill for me to swallow. Like I knew going into it, it's like, man, this is a track I usually, I usually do really well at, and, you know, from the first practice out, I just couldn't find my footing. I could get comfortable. Um, you know, it wasn't for lack of effort. You know, I tried to, we made some changes. The track was, you know, it was just rough and technical. It, it was just, it was just different, but I thought AFT did a great job with what we had. Um, and that's tough for me to say, I mean, not for me to say, but tougher, you know, to, to grasp because I did so bad, but we managed to well, yeah. Set- you managed the seventh. I mean, it's like, it's like, yeah, I wish it was the other way, but man, like some guys figured it out and I didn't. So kudos to the, you know, the guys in my class who were able to figure it out. You know, I'm glad to walk out of there. I went when the race was over, I was like, damn dude, I'm glad this fucking thing's over. So, um, you know, that was, that was tough, man. It seventh is not like my worst finish last year was a seventh and I've already matched it at the first race. So, um, it's all up. It's all up from here, baby. That's what we're going to work on. But, um, but I was, I was Rob real excited when I come in, I look over and, and I saw Nick Armstrong with the win. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, like, let's go. Um, definitely, you know, anytime, you know, Nick's a good rider. He doesn't do all the races. He works really hard, builds his own frame. And anybody, somebody like that, you know, when I have a bad race and I I look over and is a first time winner or somebody else can take max points off the board. Um, you know, I was definitely stoked to see, to see Nick win because my team G and G they sponsor Nick as well. And, uh, yeah, it was just cool to see, um, a guy that works that hard on his own equipment to, uh, to get a win. 
Yeah, I think it's cool, man. I'm just looking at the results here. So there was some surprises and not surprises. I mean, it's surprises like to Nick. It's it's not really surprising. He's been fast, but like he he put it all together and he rode a great race. But then, you know, obviously we're not really surprised to see Bromley and Janish up front. Um, but I was surprised and, and happily surprised. Uh, you know, Colby Carlisle, fourth place, um, first ride on that bike. And I know that, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, little quirks on the XG, and uh, he did a great job. And of course, you know, everybody knows Jesse uh, came to grips with the the XG pretty quickly. But then you look down here, and you know, there's there's Corey kind of down in seventh. Ben Lau would have he would have been a podium pick for me or a top five for sure. And then really shocking was uh, Coase. Man, I'm not sure what was going on with him, but uh, you know, he he was yeah, didn't he win last year, right? So to get a 10th is pretty not like him. And then um, a big bummer I saw was Zabala um, fried the clutch on the starting line. He looked really good at the Steve Nace race. He looked really good in practice and qualified um, as he gets a little more used to the, uh, the twins. And actually I had a couple of people ask me that too, Corey, and you can, you can speak on this from experience, but what is the differences in you personally from starting on a single to a twin? Cause Cole's got lots of experience on the four fifties, but then, maybe he applied too much brake pressure with too much clutch slip to fry it, or is the Yamaha clutch pretty wimpy or is it just something that he's got to learn? No, the Yamaha clutch is actually pretty good compared to the other, to the other brands. So I'm not sure what, what happened there. Um, I didn't talk with, with him and I didn't even know that he fried a clutch. I just saw that he DNF coming off turn two. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't think there's a huge difference there. Like the Indians, the clutches on those bikes are, quote unquote fragile. Um, I mean, any, I don't know in general, like I'm real finicky with my, with my clutch. Like if I'm, you know, I'm never in gear, I'm always in neutral. If we have to move up in staging, like I push my bike, uh, up to the next marker. I don't do practice starts. Like if you see, if you watch the main event take off, I'm one of the only guys that doesn't do a practice start. Um, you know, I'm, I'm real, real careful with my clutch and, and you gave me shit about my main event start, but I don't know if you saw the semi, but I damn near whole shot it from the second row. I, I, I had a good start in the semi and then I, and then I went to shit after that. I ended up fading back to, uh, to fifth, but no, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of them things, man. And, um, you know, Yamaha, the two Yamahas were first and second and I'm on a Yamaha. Um, the only big difference in, you know, the two guys that did well, uh, and Cole as well, they were, all, they were all riding the, uh, the J and M chassis and I was on the C and J. So, um, it's something we've looked at like the C and J it's a more of a rigid frame and it kind of struggles on rougher, um, tracks like that, where you have to kind of turn more sharp. Um, the J and M's right. have more flex in their frame and, and, uh, I didn't go back and watch the race yet, but, um, but I did notice that like a lot of the J, a lot of the guys rode their J and M's and, and they did well. And we have a J and M in the truck, but we just didn't, uh, Typically the CNJs have always done well for us there. So we didn't even, you know, we didn't even tech there, unload the J and M. So, um, no, well, I just, thing also, go ahead, Rob. I was going to say one, one thing I also noticed too, is, uh, you know, everybody basically didn't get a practice on the race day because they were so far behind schedule, not, not at their own fault or anything. They did exactly what they could do and, and should do for that. But, uh, Shit, I wouldn't maybe, even want uh, to go out an extra time. <laughs> like, you did or did not? No, I wouldn't have. I mean, the track, it is like, it's, it's a rough, it's rough and gnarly. Like anytime I came off the track and I wasn't in the air fence, it was a win for me. I was like, all right, cool. So, um, 
yeah, it's one of those things, man. Like I said, uh, some guys adapted well and, and I, I didn't like, I sucked. So I need to need to do better moving forward. Um, want to talk quickly about the other two classes. Um, shout out to Cody cop getting his first win. Um, yeah. I've seen him all off season. He looks really good. Max whale recovered, did his, you know, finished second and then Dalton did what he had to do. He wasn't comfortable all day either. And for him to go out there and get a third, I thought, you know, it was, uh, a really good finish for where he was kind of all day as well, but shout out to Cody cop. Um, I did want to talk about the, uh, cause it, it's been brought up is a lot of stuff in, but, uh, the Tyler Scott and chase Sadhoff battle. I wanted to ask you about it. You might be a little biased cause chase is on your team, but, um, yeah, I was kind of glued to that, to that battle. Obviously, uh, they were dicing it up pretty good and, and then it ended with some contact, Rob, what, uh, what are your thoughts on that whole deal? Yeah, I mean, well, first off, I don't think anybody was surprised with with Cody. I mean, everybody sees the talent, um, family, all that jazz. I mean, hats off to Red Bull. They did their work, and uh, they got first and second. Um, not saying we didn't do our work either. I feel like uh, no excuses aside, if I, I, I feel the track was like it was during the test day, then we would have been in a lot better shape. But nobody over here is crying over a podium. Now, oh, going to the, uh, the, the incident, we'll call it. Man, you know – I am biased, but I'm not because if anybody noticed it, nationals last year, um, you know, unfortunately Tyler Scott had an incident and blew up an engine and I was the first one like over there with a big handful of parts. Like, Hey man, I don't want you to lose the horizon like this. Like I love Tyler Scott, love his dad. Like, you know, I barely disagree with the press release they put out. Like, uh, like it frustrated me. It's like, dude, I don't like when people do that, you know, as far as his wording, and I know he probably didn't write that up, but he said another rider collided with him. And I'm like, come on, man, just own your mistake, dude. Like you got a grand national champion behind you that saw the whole thing. And then you're going to say that. And then one, one of the team members said that, well, you can see he turned his head to the left. Well, if anybody's ever, he's very big on turning his head early and that's all he does. He wasn't looking over. And then another person said that, well, uh, he should have known he was there. It's like, wait a second. Chase passed him on the inside. So Chase was automatically supposed to expect him to be on the complete other side of him going in the corner. Like, no, like everything doesn't make sense about that. In reality, if it were me, I would have said, Hey, look, I made a mistake. I'm a rookie. I was trying real hard for a podium. You know, I didn't do it on purpose, which I don't think anybody will say he did on purpose, but in the same breath, nobody in that that was watching that race was surprised to see, you know, what happened, you know, and in my opinion, you know, not biased, but I, I feel like he just got in there hot. He saw some red mist and, and whoever was there, it doesn't matter. He was going to make that pass, whether he was going to take out somebody or not. So I don't yeah. think it was intentionally direct somebody, but I do think that uh, he needs to think a little bit more when he's riding. Cause you know, you can't do that stuff on such a fast track like Volusia. I mean, you don't really need to be doing it anywhere, but you know, if that goes to the mile or something and you know, I think, uh, listening to the the radios you know there was multiple angles of camera views of that um especially yeah. from race control and dude they saw it they're not going to put somebody back if there was no harm no foul i mean he clearly you know took him out for lack of better terms again i don't think he meant to wreck him but i think that you know he definitely meant to take that spot and that's what happened but yeah um, i was well, super super go ahead, well, go ahead. I was, I was, well, no i i just wanted to t talk about it as well i just um, like for my, my perspective and I've grown, I've grown up with Tyler, like I'm a district six guy. 
I've known Mike for a long time. He raced with my dad. I've done Tyler's resumes for him throughout his career. Um, I've tested with him and there's a difference between dirty riding and careless riding. And I just think it's been, it's been careless riding. Like he's not a dirty rider. Um, he doesn't do it maliciously, but he's just not thinking. Um, and I read the, I read somebody sent me his post, um, where he said another rider collided with him. And I was like, man, that's, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. But I, I disagree strongly. It took every ounce of energy not to comment on it. Um, because like at the end of the day, like you can fuck up once or twice in your career, we've all done it, but you got to take accountability. And even like winter throwdown, there's been other instances where there's just been no accountability. And if you don't take accountability, you're never going to address that there even is a problem and you're not even going to try to fix it. So, mm -hmm. um, there's been dozens of riders already that, um, that there's been instances with, and I'm rooting for Tyler as a rider. Um, like I said, I've grown up with him. Literally I've watched him ride PWs on through the ranks. Um, but it's, it's getting hard. It's getting hard for me, man, to, uh, to root for somebody with, with that sort of mentality out there. Um, and like you said, you know, it, it goes to a mile, like Volusia is already super fast track. So, um, at the end of the day, you just got to take accountability. Like, um, and for chase, like if I was chase, I, I would have been in this pit, like at the end of the day too, like these guys, you got to stand up for yourself. Um, I know it's politically correct and you have corporate sponsors and all that, but somebody takes out my handlebar at hundred mile an hour. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm going over and I'm addressing it. Like, I'm not saying we're going to fight in the pits, but we're going to have, we're going to talk about it. Cause Mm -hmm. Um, it just needs to be handled a little bit old school. Um, and yeah, moving forward, man, like I said, it's no hard feelings to them, um, for anything I'm saying right now, like root, root for him as a rider, he's going to be very successful, but damn, um, you, you got to take accountability on that stuff and you got to do better. I mean, it's just one of them things, but good racing in the singles class. And then, um, and then Briar just does what Briar does. I know he was he's been really frustrated. Uh, you know, it's, it's no surprise publicly with, uh, the restrictions on the Indians and he goes out there and he's really the only, the only Indian that was at, toward the front. I mean, those other guys, it wasn't for lack of effort. They're riding their asses off, but the other brands, they're definitely, they've caught up and we'll talk Jerry's on the line waiting. So we'll talk with him in a bit, but, um, Briar took the win, uh, surprise Bronson got second. Um, I thought for sure I'd see a Yamaha or, uh, or Mies or Brandon in second after watching the semis and Brombo took a second, which is pretty awesome. Bronson works hard and, and then JD was third. So I'll let you touch upon the super twins, Rob, and then we'll bring, uh, bring our guests on. Yeah, man. So I think super twins, I don't think anybody's excited to see Briar. I mean, no, no offense, but those kind of tracks that are kind of sketchy. If you look, he was riding like a foot off the wall. Um, in typical Briar fashion, you know, just able to do things that nobody else was able to do. Um, Bronson, I'm not surprised. Nor am I surprised with the Yamahas. Um, I'm, I'm happy for all of them, but I'm going to reserve judgment until after Texas or we get to a typical car track. Because Volusia, even though I feel like the results would have been a lot different had it not rained and turned the track to mush, kind of. Um, you know, especially like who would have thought B Rob would have struggled and, and, you know, Vanderkoy, like, what is he doing back there too? You know, it was kind of, kind of, kind of weird, but 
it was awesome to see the Yamahas up front and competitive. I think JD and Bronson were stuck to each other for like 20 laps. It seemed like, um, and of course everybody knows Dallas is, is going to be great, but, uh, the biggest surprise for me was, uh, was Mies, uh, fifth. And I know that's weird to say, like anybody else would have been like, hell yeah, fifth place super twins, but that guy does not want to lose just like Briar doesn't want to, but you can't really give Briar a first and you take fifth, man. That's, that's tough. Um, but if anybody can come back, obviously Mies, he, he gave up some early points last year too, and still made it happen. But, uh, man, how about Janish getting seventh on the production bike with Bromley and eighth on the production bike? So they pushed back, you know, Price and Shayna, and of course Davis had some bad luck. Um, but man, I, I don't know, man. It was it was kind of a boring race to watch because Briar was like, what? How much did he have? Like two or three seconds lead, I think. Um, my my exciting point was watching Bronson and JD. You know, Bronson rode a great freaking race, and hats off to the latest team for for figuring out the Harley for that track. Um, but again, you know, before I before I write off the Indians and the restrictors and whatnot, I'm going to wait till Texas and see, cause you know, that kind of track, you know, Briar's going to be fast. You know, Jared Meese is going to be fast. You know, B Rob's going to be fast. So I'm curious to see how, uh, how they go at Texas uh, before I, before yeah. I say the, the level, the field is leveled, you know, this was more of a rider's track, I think. Um, well, it's been a small so serving I, I size know, so far. So we'll, yeah, I'm with you. We'll, we'll see how these next few races unfold and, um, yeah, no, no, no one was crowned in, uh, in Volusia. We'll say that, but our first guest, uh, he's been waiting. He's on the line. I know he's a busy guy. I don't want to keep him long. Um, but I'm really excited to have you on Jerry Stinchfield. How are you, man? I'm good, Corey. How are you? Ah, uh, we're good, man. It's me and Robbie Bobby here. Uh, I'll let Rob kind of bring you in, but, um, yeah, just really excited to have you on Jerry. Thank you very much. Heck yeah, I'm I'm super excited, Jerry. I know you and I we talk, you know, semi semi regularly, and uh, we bounce ideas off each other. And uh, your opinion is is certainly valued uh, by myself amongst many many others. But uh, I was talking with Corey, and I let him kind of lead the direction on how the, the interview goes. But I was telling him, you know, I got Bobby Fashion on Facebook. Somebody was trying to to badmouth Jerry, and I was like point blank, like whoa 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 whoa, because you know it, it probably. <laughs> The amount of money you spend, Jerry, and the amount of time and effort you put in, you could be, you could straight up be drinking drinks on a beach right now with zero stress, but you choose to, uh, you choose to help out all these flat trackers, man. So on behalf of all the ones you help, man, I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, thank you, man. It's all good. Well, let's talk about your, your, a lot of people don't know how you got started in it, but where did your love for flat track come? And then later down the road, how did you begin getting involved as uh, as like a sponsor? Well, as a kid, my dad was a flat tracker. My uncle was a flat tracker. And <clears throat> I started uh, motocrossing in, you know, in the late 60s and then moved up to flat track in the early 70s with my dad, my uncle. And just kind of carried on for years. I, I was never any good at it. Uh, there's a particular art form to turning left at 100 miles per hour, and I never had that. You know, I, I just couldn't figure it out. But uh, the love of the sport was I came from the Midwest. And so when the, when the, when the big pros came through the Midwest, you know, we had Springfield, Ducoin, Louisville, Terre Haute, the Indy Mile. Uh, so we was always going to the Nationals. And it was just great fun because my dad, myself, and my brother always go with my uncle and, and my dad's brother. So it was like a big family affair. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and then... 
obviously, uh, I don't know when, when the date was, but started seeing roof systems logos on, you know, it was one bike then it was two, then it's four. Then it's, I don't even, I'll let you talk about where you're at now and how many guys you help out, but where did that um, yeah, we- involvement start and, and how did it begin for you to begin doing it? Well, being from Texas, you know, was always, you know, Terry Poovey fans and Willie McCoy and Bubba Shoulder fans and all these these greats. And so we started uh, working with Terry Poovey back in, I think, in the mid-80s, my dad. And that's when we had our company in East Texas, uh, Tyler, Texas, that is. And I would go on the road with Terry and uh, Lou and before Lou passed away. And then uh, kind of got leaning towards more the amateurs in the early 90s with a young kid out of Tyler, Texas named Cody Humphrey. He was a really good good flat tracker and uh, won a lot, of, a lot of championships and a lot of races. And then about 2017, I actually started watching, you know, getting back in the flat track, watching it on TV, and I got the bug again really, really bad. So in 2016, I, I, I watched Kevin Stallings, and, you know, I think he had six poles, a couple national wins. I said, this kid looks like he needs some help. So I just called him up and I said, would you like some help? And he said, absolutely. And so that's where it started with Kevin. And, and then we moved on to Brandon Price and then, you know, Jeffrey Carver. And I mean, anybody that's ever really came up and asked me for help, it's hard for me to say no. And so I, my, my whole goal was just to help people. That's all. It wasn't about winning championships. And I don't mind winning races, but I know in certain classes like the super twins and you got an animal like briar and a champ like me and they're hard to beat we beat them i think four or five times but you know i just like helping people and it's you know it's not only motorcycle racing you know we do it through my company you know we do lots of charitable things with the company to help you know underprivileged families and things of that nature so i always try to give back i've been blessed pretty good with this company of mine and We've really been blessed this year, even though supply chain is horrible, but I've kind of reverted back doing things I did 30 years ago, and I'm selling the hell out of it. And We had a fantastic first quarter sales, so we'll continue racing for a while. Man, I love, I, I dig that, man, because, you know, so many people don't realize the impact you have, and I'm not, I'm not here to pump up your ego by any means, but, you know, just counting down man like i don't even want to imagine the thousands of dollars you pump into the sport or the hundreds of thousands you know it's none of my business but i do know that you know you have helped out my races you've helped out Corey's races you've helped out sammy's race to coming up i mean the thing is like not only do you help out the racers you help out the promoters and you help out the sport general you know because you know like i've told people before there's probably a good I'm going to stay conservatively five, but realistically probably more than 10 riders that would not be able to chase the whole series or to have the equipment level that they're at, or just numerous other things if it wasn't for your support. So, you know, again, hats off to you on that because people don't, don't realize that anybody can get on Facebook and talk that shit. And as damn sure I know, and until they put themselves in your shoes, man, they'd really sit down because man, I, I couldn't promote my races without you. Um, and I know damn good and well, there's a lot of racers that, that would not be able to race without you, man. So, uh, you know, big, big blessings to you and also uh, your company, you know, cause clearly you're a hardworking man and, and, uh, that shows. Thank you, Robbie. I appreciate it. Yeah. I work hard. And, uh, if I'm not at a racetrack, I work seven days a week. I really do. And, uh, 
I figured if you stop work, you die, and I'm not ready to die. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't really give a shit what people say about me on Facebook. You know, I made a statement saying I think the Indian FTR 750 is the greatest flat track motorcycle ever made. I stood by it, and I got, you know, I know uh, I love an XR as much as anybody, but they're not affordable. And I mean, I just still think the Indian's the better bike. And when my buddy Kenny Tober said. Kenny Tober says the Indian is a better bike than I agree with Kenny. And, uh, but no, I don't know, man. I just have fun going to the races. That's all. And, and, and I don't ask for anything from anybody. I don't tell anybody how to ride. I don't tell the mechanics how to wrench. I'm there to have fun. And, you know, this season didn't start off too fun with all the restrictions. And I lost my mind over it for a little while. And Saturday night, I wasn't pleased with it either, but I, I come to realize I, Track play, played a big thing of it, how we finished. And because uh, I know Brandon's better than that. And I know Jared's better than that. And I know Brandon Price is better than that. So I'm going to hold my thoughts until after Texas, just like you, Robbie. Yep. Well, you know, on, hopefully on that, I'm better too, Jerry. Hopefully I'm better too. <laughs> hey, you sit, sit down over there, champ. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody has a bad day every now and then. And, you know, we all had one and now we just got to move on and, I'm the type of person I'll, I'll get pissed off about something, but I'll, I'll get over it in 10 minutes and I'm ready to move on and uh, just, just go forward. And, you know, we sink a lot of money into our programs as, as well as, you know, Trent's and Ben's and lots of other people. I mean, uh, we just try to do our best with, with the amount of money that we got, you know, from, you know, we couldn't do it without mission foods, Juan Gonzalez and Satish and my partner, uh, Jim Hudson with Hudson Roofing out of Carmel, Indiana. I couldn't do it without those guys. And, you know, I, 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 I put a shitload in it, but I'd rather do that and pay taxes. Hell yeah. Well, we, I think I speak on behalf of all the riders that you do help, you know, big humongous thank you. And as, as, of course, the other sponsors that you have listed as well, you know, we got mission foods on our bikes this year and, um, you know, it, it's, it's similar Culture. type setup, man. Big, big thank you to those guys. And you can't do it without you. And, and, Man, real quick, I want to jump back, Corey. I hope you don't beat me up over this, but uh, to the to the XR versus Indian thing on Facebook, some people were probably wondering why, and I'm going to give my quick opinion on that because I've got experience, somewhat experience in both of them, um, funny enough, through Sammy Halbert. But the XR, and Corey, you've, you've raced one numerous times. Um, the XR on its day, yeah, it was an amazing bike, and it won more races and championships than anything else out there. The difference to me and, and why I agree with Jerry is because you could take an Indian off the showroom floor essentially and tune the suspension to you, maybe change the exhaust pipe to two into one or two into two or whatever, and you have a bike that's ready to go win races. With the XR, you got an engine in a box that was disassembled. You had to decide what chassis, what suspension, what triple trees, who was going to do the engine because you had Carl Patrick, you had Darcy, you had you know multiple people. So on top of the purchase of an XR, you're still going to have thousands of dollars more just in building the thing. And you got to have somebody like Tolbert or, you know, these guys that know how to tune those things and, and to keep them running or as the Indian man, for the most part, you know, I know well, I made instances, a, but yeah, uh, I'm with you, man. I, I made the comment too. I'm like, ah, I'm a Harley kid. I have an XR 750. Um, like I literally grew up in a Harley shop and I agree. I agreed with Jerry too. And it's my, my biggest thing is the Harley took, yeah, uh, sorry. I should specify the XR750. It took a couple years to kind of get to where it was a dominant bike, um, and not even dominant, but it started winning consistently. 
Um, and I had some, some old timers, uh, who I respect, man, they, they got a hell of a lot of knowledge. I wasn't born then, but I've, I've obviously I'm a, I'm a fan of the sport for a long time, but the Indian, it fucking basically started winning like right away. Um, well, didn't cop fast qualify on it. Like the first time it ever touched the track, like at a race. I'm pretty sure wasn't that cop. Yeah, that? yeah, at Santa Rosa, and then yeah, before Beast. it wasn't even a factory bike. It was like a, a, a it was a like a pre-production like, hey, yeah. let's just see how it goes. And he came out yeah. of retirement and put it on pole. Yeah, like the percentages of how many have been out there and how many podiums they've had, the number is it's not even close. Like it's you know, and that's coming from a Harley kid. But anyway, we could talk XR versus FTR along. But um, <laughs> Jerry, I wanted to get, um, you touched upon it a little bit, but it, you know, it's been big, big news. Uh, we've had uh, Gary Gray on. We've we've talked with other people. I obviously ride a Yamaha um, Indian motorcycle. I'm a big fan of, of their brand right now and what they're doing. But what went into the development of the FTR 750? Because it's not as easy as just throwing restrictors in and going racing like you got to tune the bike like what went into that development this off season and how hands-on are you with like ben evans and um pe people that are working on the bikes well ben and i talk pretty much two to three times a week over the off season and we did we tried cam combinations we tried exhaust and you know when we first threw the restrictors in we were down 20 plus horsepower that's the 34 at the 32 we were down 25 horsepower and that's when they came out with the red line rules and that's when i really lost my mind uh, i was pretty aggravated and uh, i fought for what we got uh but like i said ben ben worked feverishly over the off season to get where we're at horsepower wise and torque wise uh we're comfortable ben's comfortable with the bikes right now and, and i think so am i I think Texas will be the real test. But if we, the Indians struggle with Texas, then I don't know, going to be a mid-pack team maybe. I hope that don't happen. I really don't think that's in Robinson's vocabulary or, or Vandecoy or Price. Uh, we just have to give it our all. I mean, we're up against some really fast, you know, and JD's fast and Dallas is, that kid's so talented and, and you got Jared and you got Briar, which is sometimes, I don't know how he does it, but he does it. He's your brother-in-law. You should probably know, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, it's a tough class. And, uh, so we just got to do our best and then our riders need to, uh, maybe have to step it up a bit and uh, see how we do. Yep. I mean, that's all you can really do. In in my opinion, I mean, you can't really go by off Felicia because the track was so weird and, and, you know, B Rob is always one of my picks as is Vandercoy on these car tracks, and and they struggled. So that that alone, you know, if one of them struggled, be a story. But both of them plus Price, you know, I, I don't know him as well as I know B Rob and Vandercoy. But even Price, like especially late last year, he came into his own, and hell, he had like two or three battles for the wins, and you know, he struggled. So um, before I would get too too carried away, I would see how it goes yep. at, at Texas. But uh, you know better than I do, man. You've got more experience in the sport than me. I just you know, I guess I'm just reaffirming your uh, your position on that. I learn every day. Uh, I'm by far not the smartest guy in this sport, nowhere near the top, and still learn. And I learn from Ben. 
And then I always talk to the riders after they come off the track and, you know, see how the bike's handling, what can we do to fix it and make it better. And uh, I got faith in my guys. I do. I think Texas should be a good showing for us. Uh, I had a conversation with Kenny Tolbert last night. He said it's not our bikes. Our bikes got enough power. So we're going to find out Saturday. The track should be good. I think so. I think you'll, I think you'll, it'll be turned around for sure. Cause, uh, we, we all know, you know, it, it's tough seeing Briar get first win of the season. Um, cause you don't let somebody like Briar or Jared Meese, uh, get those points and hats off to him. You know, he, he rode a great race. Uh, I certainly don't know where he put his balls, uh, when he was on that bike. Cause man, a hundred miles an hour, I don't know if you watched too closely, but it looked like there's a few times that he was maybe five foot off the wall and, uh, or the air fence rather, but man, it is, but that's why he's got, multiple number one championships you know he was doing something nobody else was doing he's you know he's he's an amazing rider he's got amazing people behind him you know david michelle and dean young and the whole factory team it's always tough going up against the factory you know they got a lot of technology and i'm not saying they got things differently than we do but you know ben is pretty smart i i really put ben up there as one of the top tuners now and uh he's serious about it he wants to win he has to calm me down most of the time because I get excited. Yeah. You'll you'll have that every once in a while. You have a lot of different programs, Jerry, that you help out with. Like you do the Super Twins program with with Vandercoy and Brandon Robinson under Ben Evans. You support myself and the G and G Racing team. You support Ben Lau and his Harley program, and then you have some singles guys. Uh, Trent Lowe um, is a is your kind of the main singles guy this year you help out billy ross as well um yeah you, you mentioned brandon price um so can you talk a little bit about and i won't i got like one more question and then we'll let you let you get, get back to the grind um but what can you talk about how those programs are set up and how you sort of manage each one of those um each each of those programs differently um i know you're like you mentioned you're really hands-on but you also you give the guys um, you give the guys in the team, uh, like a lot of room to, to work. Um, you're not overbearing, you know, you, you, you never call me after a bad result. I always feel like I need to, I need to call you and, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, you're good, man. Yeah. I, you know, I believe in you. So talk about like how the different programs are set up in your mindset with all that. Well, you know, it, it's not like we just go out and buy a set of leathers and, you know, in a canopy, you know, and, and give them a check for a thousand dollars. It's far from that. As you know, we we spend some real money with these kids. And, you know, with Trent, uh, this year with Trent, you know, we partnered with Al and Al, you know, Al, Al gave us motorcycles. And I can't thank Al enough for his support. And uh, with Trent's programs, it's good money. And uh, and we also had Mike Lozano building motors for Trent this year. I think it really showed it, Volusia. Uh, he I think he qualified 11th and started 11th in the main and uh, got up to fourth. And I was pretty impressed with him. Uh, I took a liking to Billy Ross, you know, I met him at Springfield and I watched him short track and he's pretty, pretty fast kid. And he does really good at these outlaw tracks. But what impressed me about Billy was he jumped in that production class on, on a Cowie painted up like a KTM, <laughs> but, uh, he uh, he was running fourth and was charging to the front before he broke a chain. So I was really impressed with Billy. I don't think Billy's going to ride any more singles. I think he's going to concentrate on that uh, on on the production program. So you know we invest in Billy, and I mean we invest in you know Ben Lyle. I mean Ben's one of my favorite people in the world. I love him to death. Him and Melissa, they're just great people. 
and Melissa does kind of all of our social media stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, and we partner with Hella Power out of, uh, uh, I'm in Southern California and they build shop dinos. And so we've teamed with that team, uh, partnered with that team this year. And we support Pat Buchanan a little bit, you know, Danny Eslick and, mainly just give some of these guys just money so they can get to the racetrack and, um, you know, buy them leathers and buy them pitch shirts and canopies or whatever. So I think this year we, we helped about 15 kids. Oh man, that's too- amazing. I think that's other so- team members could do it also. You know, I think there's people out there in the world, in the flat track community. I mean, they should, they should walk up to a rider as far as I'm concerned, hand him a hundred dollar bill and say, here's, here's, here's dinner or here's, Here's a hundred dollars worth of fuel. I mean, more people should be involved. Like I'm not saying I am, or like my friend, Tim Stinson, you know, Tim's all, Tim's all in, I'm all in, you know? Uh, so I just, all I've ever wanted to do is help people, man. I, I never wanted to get in arguments with people or anything like that. I just wanted to help. Save people. that for Rob. <laughs> Rob can handle all that for all of us. He's uh what's that? Wait, he's wait, the wait, guy. Hold on. <laughs> the arguments. I, I, Oh I yeah, I'm definitely in. I'm in. I choose not to uh, argue with Robbie on Facebook. He he's a proven <laughs> knockout champ. So. Wait though, man. I, Undefeated. If, well, I mean, we all disagree on things, but I don't know, man. I mean, if if I mean, goodness, I didn't know you were disagreeing on me, and you wanted to. No, Jeez, not, not at all. I'm just calling <laughs> you the best. I'm just picking anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, because like I tell everybody, like. Like, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. It's just my opinion, and you have your opinion, and Corey's got his opinion. And cool, man, if you want to disagree, that's fine. I don't, I mean, it is. But the only thing I really like to argue with people about is when they say something absolutely just stupid. Again, like, like trying to. It's every day, bro. It's every day. I know, but there's different levels, man. There's different levels. Like, you know, it's gnarly when you see the thread and it's like, Robbie, Bobby, McClendonshire, and 150 others have commented on this post. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even, I don't even read it. Like the only time I read stuff anymore is when I get tagged in it. And I'm just like, why the hell did you tag me in this? Like, this is like, you just can't, some of this stuff is so ridiculous. It's like, it's lost credibility for me to even read it. Like, I'm like, oh well, man, just the other day just the other day it's like it's like i have these things that just get me sucked in like the draft and the guy was like oh the the feed was 16 times more expensive than last year i'm like wait what 16 <laughs> times more expensive like i said oh how much did you pay last year and how much did you pay this year he never would answer me and i'm like so that right there tells me that he just pulled a number out of his ass just to try and make aft look bad and let's be honest we're all three here there's lots of things that we can all three agree on that AFT screwed has screwed the pooch on like, and there's also things that we all can say, Hey, they did great on. I'm not going to just endlessly bash them for every little thing. If I have a complaint, I call or email AFT. If I think they did good. Yeah. I'll go tell them on Facebook, you know, or or I'll, I'll email Michael Locke or whoever and be like, Hey man, look, I didn't like this, but I thought this went great. And you know, it's funny when you approach it like that, they usually get a response, but I guarantee you there's some no offense, old timers on there. They're like, Oh my God, this sucked. That sucked. Everything was a piece of shit. We need 200 riders, blah, 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 blah. Why aren't you giving everybody a hundred dollar bill on the way out of the track? Like just the most random bullshit. So of course they're not going to respond. I wouldn't respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jerry fired up, got me fired up. (laughs) Uh, one more question for you, Jerry. Um, just, uh, any, any major thoughts moving forward for the rest of the year? Like it's so hard to predict, you know, like we've, we've talked about how the, 
how the FTR rules are going to go and the other brands, like, have they caught up? Like, is that Harley that Bronson rode? Is that a second place bike now? Is, you know, the two Yamahas won the semis. Um, what is your outlook for the rest of the year? Um, what would you pinpoint? And um, what's the plan like moving forward for, uh, for you and, and roof systems? Like, what is your, what is your goal in the next five years? Do you have, I mean, that's kind of a broad question, but do you have anything that you sort of want to do uh, moving forward? Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to congratulate Bronson. I mean, Bronson's a friend of mine and him and Alex are great people. And I'm, I'm proud that he got a second place. I'm all for all brands winning. I, I sincerely are. Uh, we'll have to just see how these restriction goes. You know, when we, I think, I think on the half miles and short tracks, we're going to be fine. I think when we get the red mile, that's going to be a telltale sign of what, what we really have. So, but I plan on racing, you know, and, uh, you know, even I, when I re- one day sell this company and retire, uh, I'm still going to be racing till the day I die. I, I just, I love being there. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like a kid going to Disneyland or six, six freaking flags. Uh, I just love being at the racetrack. You know, I, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of everybody. I mean, you know, your family core is very important to me and, my favorite racer in the whole wide world is, is that little number 26, Cruz Texter. I love him to death. He's such a fun kid to be around. I love playing in the dirt with him at the racetrack. You know, it's just a lot of fun being there. It's a family atmosphere for the most part. Uh, Shana means the world to me, and, uh, you know, your whole family does. And, I mean, I like all these kids. I mean, I'm, I'm buddies with Jared Meese, you know, and, and I, I, I think the world of Briar and, and, and my guys, you know, and Ben and everybody that just gets out and gets to do this for a living. and I think it takes people like myself and Tim Stinson and, you know, Lattice Harley Davidson and, and all these other teams, Rackley Racing. And it just takes a group of guys like us to, you know, that don't want to pay taxes to the federal government, I guess, and, uh, and put our money into racing. And my life sucks. I mean, being in the roofing sheet metal business is brutal most of the time. You know, it's either cold or hot or it's raining, one or the other. And so when I get to a racetrack, it's my true drug of choice. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm living a dream. Speaking of that real fast, you're, you're Texas, you're local, you're Dallas. And we're, we're headed there this weekend. Is the weather good? And we're, are we, we're in good shape or. I, well, we, we, Fort Worth didn't get any rain last night. So that was a good thing. We had, a, I, we had, a, I don't think they did. We had a major rainstorm last night with tornadoes and everything else. Actually one of my business partners, I do business with up in Leonard, Texas, his house and property got hit by a tornado. Uh, we got 30% chance of rain on Thursday, but 30 doesn't scare me. Uh, that, that would give us, you know, all day Friday to dry out the Saturday. That is a gumbo mud racetrack, you know. Uh, but I, I think we'll get the race in. I think it's going to be a, a good turnout fan-wise because we're, we're in conjunction with the IndyCar uh, race at uh, Texas Motor Speedway on Sunday, and then we're doing a thing with Mission Foods, Mr. Gonzalez at uh, Texas Live Thursday night. Uh, I know we're coming, uh, Vandercoy, Robinson, our bikes, Ben, and myself, and then I, I talked to Kenny and, last night, and, and Jared's coming with one of his bikes, and uh, and maybe, I don't know, maybe another team may show up or not, but I, I, I do know that uh, we're going to be there with uh, Paddle Award, uh, Mr. Gonzalez's IndyCar team, and I'm going to have the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, which is not going to be too shabby. And uh, so it's going to be fun. 
be a fun event. Ah, we love it, man. And yeah, we appreciate you coming on the show, taking time to uh, talk with us a little bit about your history and, and everything you got going on. And I'll see you in a few days, buddy. It's uh, again, it's an honor to have you on and taking time to come on our show. Oh, thank you, sir, very much, Robbie. I appreciate you. I did want to say one thing about Robbie. The uh -oh. highlight of my year, the highlight of my year so far was was that your winter throwdown, and he comes out in that tweed. Or I guess it's a tweed beige or brown. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking loved it. <laughs> well, I and, it was awesome. and he won like six races that weekend. I, <laughs> I know it. it. I, I always go classy. Got to go classy at Corey's event. <laughs> it was a great event. I had a fantastic time down there. So looking forward to doing it again. Heck yeah, Jerry. It's always been a pleasure, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, Thanks. Jerry. See you later. Bye. Yeah, man, it was good to have Jerry on. It's always good to get his insight. Uh, moving on to our next interview, we had to pull some strings. He had this guy on, man. We got two-time Daytona 200 winner, Brandon Posh. Brandon, what's up, bro? Dude, the champ champ is in the house, baby. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love it. Love to see it, man. <laughs> love to see it, man. So two, two day. I don't even know how to start this interview. Two wins in the Daytona 200. Um triumph on a triumph which is robbie bobby's bike of choice so i guess my first question is moving to the triumph for this year did you expect to have a shot or what no i mean uh hey robbie bobby should love me now that i did that on a triumph <laughs> I, i've always loved you what do you mean i've tried to get you to ride my bike i know i know i know <laughs> i love you too robbie bobby um but but no, I don't think like honestly when when we were putting the program together, I knew like I knew we would have a good shot. But there was a lot of other fast guys in the race this year, and I was a bit like a little bit nervous going into it, just kind of doubting myself a little bit, and and not necessarily doubting the team, but not knowing. Obviously, I, I rode that bike all season last year in the British Championship, but I never rode it around Daytona and like with K Tech suspension and like there's a lot of different things that was that was all new to me. So. Um, going into it i honestly i didn't really know what to expect other than go out there give it 100 percent, and and see where we wind up and yeah i mean i definitely surprised myself i think oh man dude i i called it man i knew that you were going to be up front on that thing just you've already got experience with the triumph tobc miss michelle you know they don't they don't seem to be half-assed or nothing over there i mean they've got you know lots of wins to their credit and uh man i was watching the last little bit and like i just i, I we talked about man like you couldn't have made a better, perfect setup going into the chicane and then coming off. It just, man, I was like, yep, he's got it. Before you even took the checkers, I was like, man, unless you miss a shift or do something really stupid, you like, you hit it perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, that, that, uh, second pit stop there before that last stint, I come in and right before I was, I was coming into the pits, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to get in there, get a new tire on. Cause I was, I was in the lead of the race. I was out there by myself because everybody else had already come in. So I was kind of doing laps by myself and just like stoked that I was about to come in, get a fresh tire, have a, have a nice little 12 lap sprint to the finish. And I, when I come in, they were like, yeah, no, no fresh tire. I was like, yeah, what? Like just, I, I was in shock that they were just sending me back out there on that same used tire. And um, yeah, I didn't think that the tire was going to last. So I kind of just sat behind them guys as long as I could. And, tried to set myself up with the best possible tire I could for that last lap. And uh, to be honest, it kind of turned out I didn't really need it. Didn't really need a good tire on the last lap there because it was going so slow, just rolling out of the, 
thrown out of the gas coming onto the banking. Like Chez did everything he could to not let anybody pass him and or to, to get people to pass him. I mean, and nobody was going for it. Like everybody was just rolling out and that thing was just all about who had the most patience and who was going to, going to attack that with the, with the most clear thinking mind and, and be the most relaxed. And honestly, I, I think I do a pretty good job at that. And um, yeah, I mean, I just waited until I thought that the time was right and just tried to keep my breathing and, and keep my focus on what everybody else was doing, keep my eyes ahead. And, and yeah, just, it worked out luckily in my favor. Um, second one, dude, obviously last year was special. This one is equally as special, right? Like what's the, yeah. does this feel better or? Um, honestly, it don't really feel real, but the only reason that it does feel better is just showing up and beating Heron just cause he was talking <laughs> shit on Instagram. So beating Heron felt really good to me. I, I mean, that's the only thing, like, honestly, the, the rest of it, like, I had all those, those feelings last year, you know, and when it, when it was all going on, like the presentation and everything, it was kind of a surreal like moment almost where I didn't really feel like it was actually happening and it didn't sink in for like a day or so. And, and then I was like, wow, like to me, that's a big accomplishment for myself and for my career. So obviously like I'm, I'm really pumped with it and I'm really happy, but I think nothing's ever going to top that, that feeling of winning the first one and crossing the line and, and just having the emotions of like, all the years are hard. I used to go to that race when I was a little kid and always, always uh, wanted to win that race. So I think the first one's always going to be the most special, but it was definitely uh, still a great feeling. And obviously it's never a bad thing to win a race. And I, I did, I did really enjoy the weekend and, and the feeling of winning again. So that's funny. Cause uh, we've been trying to get Heron on for a while and he keeps uh, dodging me cause he knows I'm going to just give him shit. But I mean, I like, I like Heron enough as everybody else does, but uh but yeah, it's got to be a good feeling to uh, to shut up some people, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I had a lot of respect for Heron, but when he gets beaten, he can't uh, he can't handle it, and and just still doesn't have any respect for anybody else. So um, I'm kind of over that one. <laughs> it's uh, what what yeah. beef was it? Like I I I you you mentioned it to me, and I I, I didn't see anything. Like what? Yeah, I, I was talking to him on the phone. <clears throat> just like about going racing like i didn't say anything bad and then he was like yeah you're not in my league and i was like what, what you mean like we're training i'm faster than you on the supermotos i don't understand like i guess he's, he's still got a big ego from going to world championship and super bike and all this stuff and yeah he, he just starts it but he can he can take shots and he he can't uh take it when somebody gives it back to him and i don't know i genuinely i i was in, in shock like after the race he's He's looking for me all pissed off. I'm like, dude, you get out of here. I don't know. That's that's a beef that's not going to go away anytime soon. And I kind of wish I was racing super sport for the year just to just to go after him. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, well, wait. How, so how's that work? I mean, you're always at his his track. You got a uh, you got a deal worked out with his mom or what? And that's not a mom joke. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, no, I'm not, no, 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 your mom jokes. No, uh, I'm not bringing anybody else into it. That's a me and a him thing. But, um, but yeah, no, I was riding at his track a lot, training there a lot, and he's been cool to me until until now. We had to race each other, and he's got an issue. So I don't think I'll be coming back there anytime soon. Well, dang. What was it? <laughs> no, it's I, dude. It's all good, man. That's racing would be boring if we uh, if we all got along. So I I understand that completely. Um, Kind of translating over a little bit to a little bit different vibe, man. Uh, teammates with Eslick, dog. Uh, 
Dude. How was that? And was was it what you expected it to be? Unbelievable. Honestly, like the best weekend of my life as far as just team atmosphere and uh, like Danny's one of the the most like cool like down to earth riders that I've ever honestly hung out with, and he's just like so like the dude's so talented and just so like not that he doesn't care, but he's just so like nonchalant about it. Like he's just yeah, I know I'm good, but I don't care. Like he's just there for the for the vibes really, and it's honestly it's pretty cool. And the whole team really like I don't know that was that team was amazing to work with and. Michelle really puts together an amazing program and yeah, it was, it was awesome. I had a great time. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I, I was watching the race. Um, and I think I told you, but one of the laps Eslick was in like seventh or eighth and he's got his like motorhome crowd and like one of the, I think it's the West horseshoe or whatever. And he's mid pack. He looks over at all of his, uh, his fans and he's fist pumping middle of the race in the chicane just, uh, and then like after the race, win or 30th he's doing burnouts like doing wheelies doing burnouts so kind of it's kind of funny to uh to, to look back on and see so yeah he's uh he's an interesting character and like i've i've had a lot of different teammates over the past few years just bouncing around different series different different championships and everything and he's just like he's such a character it's awesome like going out after the races and hanging out with him and yeah it, it was it was cool and just learning from him too. Like there's a lot of little stuff that I picked up on just how he, how he like approaches racing and, but it's, yeah, he's just so different from anybody else in our, in our sport. And honestly, it's great. Like it's pretty cool. You show up to the races and like you have somebody who's really fast and, and stuff like Heron, who's like, he's a phenomenal rider and, and he's, uh, he's got a, a great resume, but not as many fans really tend to like, gravitate towards him but then you get Essex shows up and everybody loves him they just want to party with him and and he like gets everybody so hyped up it's like yeah it's pretty awesome yeah dude Essex's like he's the man dude and he's still like I love him to death but clearly he's not like in the gym every day but he still made the whole hundred you know what I mean like he can still get down with it for lap times and, and then I don't know oh. what happened to him twin I don't know it said um I guess he had an issue with the the twin at Volusia or did the timing not work for him i'm not sure does anybody know no 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 with his twin at uh flat track twin yeah uh with the bagger i i think he uh oh flat track uh, i don't know i don't know i um well he probably I he was uh, also supposed to race the bagger on the road race stuff and he wound up not riding that either didn't he roll up to the to the grid with like a cigarette like he's still in that for dude <laughs> like 8 a.m it's like 7 38 in the morning before practice and this dude's over at yeah. his van with a dr pepper and a cigarette and i was like everything you I know about this. training it's like he it's like uh this is the eslick program dude it's fucking it's how we it's how we do it right here <laughs> goes yeah. out and he's like what he qualify he's like top he's like on the border like top, first yeah. two rows right like i mean he's got this uh yeah i think he qualified eight and he's still like dude that like he might train a little bit here and there maybe or like i don't know it looks like he lost a little bit of weight this year compared to normal but um but yeah like the guy throws the whole like training manual out the window and just like seems like he relies on natural talent and ability and and just experience and it's like it's crazy it's crazy that somebody can be so fast and and just have such a different approach to 
to racing than, than anybody else. You mentioned going out after the race, man. What was that like for you? Um, did you go out with slick or where, do, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, sure Razzles was on the to-do list, but talk about, dude. talk about what a 20 year old kid does in Daytona after you win the 200. Yeah. So, uh, Razzles was, was definitely on the cards, but, uh, first I was the ale house. We got some, uh, dinner with the family and stuff. And it turns out Eslick was there. So we had a couple brewskis at, at uh, the ale house and just talked to him for a while. Cause I'm probably not going to see him for a little while. Cause he tends to only do like one, one road race a year now, which is the 200. So, um, yeah, I, I saw him there and I was trying to get him to come, come downtown and he wasn't, he wasn't about it, but, um, yeah, there was uh, there was so many people out, and then just went into Razzles with my buddy Phelan from the car club. He's the boy, <laughs> and uh, all the uh, all the kids. We we actually well, I probably shouldn't be saying who we brought out, but <laughs> we brought quite a few people out, and there was might have been some underage <laughs> kids getting into Razzles or something, mm. but that that was not on me. I love it. I was I was there, but that that wasn't because of me. I love 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 it. Um. So plans for this year, man, um, Daytona 200, what it's fucking old news, bud. it's, it's already yeah. two days later. So what, what's next? Uh, yeah. I know you're running the stock 1000 for Altus, um, obviously a championship winning program. They've won two or three of the last titles. Um, what's the outlook there and what's the, you know, going back to Europe at all this year? Like what are the plans kind of for you the rest of the season? Dude, I'm so hyped to get back on this Altus Stock Thousand. Like, you don't even know. It's it's gonna be a really good year for us. The team is uh, two-time defending champions in, in the Stock One Thousand category. Um, I'm actually, you're right. It is old news about Daytona already. I'm I'm currently driving to to Texas right now to go testing with the Altus Motorsports team and get some more valuable information and laps in before the start of the season. Um, we'll be doing the whole Stock Thousand Championship and. And probably Superbike or at least Superbike Cup. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if if some things do open up in Europe at, at some point throughout the year, I would definitely be super keen to get over there and, and do some more racing. Uh, I know Triumph is, has got me on the radar in case uh, if, if there's any injuries or anything like that. I, I think I would probably be one of their first few calls after Daytona. But, um, yeah, so if anything opens up in, like, the, the World Supersport Championship or British Supersport um, – I have a really great manager, Shaky Byrne, who was a six-time BSB champion. And he is also keeping an eye out for any opportunities in Superbike in the, in the British Championship that don't conflict with Moto America Race. So I'm, uh, I'm just trying to do my, do my job, first of all, in the Stock 1000 Championship and get those results locked in. But, yeah, if there's any uh, spare time to do anything else, I'd be more than happy to go racing, whether it's in Europe or any other championships in America. Just – keeping myself ready, keep my skills sharp and, and just ride. Cause that's what I love to do. So anytime on a bike's a good time. Yeah. I love it, man. I'm so stoked. I think you're going to do good with Altus. I love those guys. Um, uh, George, uh, George is very, 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 very passionate. And, uh, having, having won a national for him, you know, you're, you're bringing in a, you're coming into a long line of successful riders. So, uh, don't do me not, not proud. You know, <laughs> I think I, I gave him his first win too, but, that's long since come and gone, but I think uh, if you train real hard, Brandon, you might could, you might could run mid pack and Twins Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Honestly, no. Oh, I I don't know if you guys watched the Twins Cup from oh. Daytona, but 
my buddy Anthony Masiato about killed himself running into that wall on the outside of the bank, and that was uh, absolutely. Dude, people don't realize how fast you're actually going right there, and like, I'm really surprised he didn't bend a rim or something. I mean, obviously the fact that he didn't wreck, but people don't realize that that was that was super, super, super good save. On on that six sixty. I, I reckon you're doing probably 140 miles an hour right there on the yeah. on those twin cut bikes, and he just rode up the yeah, wall. It was insane, <laughs> but I, it was it's so funny because I'll show it uh, the flat track guys right before he did that. You know, it was that big high side that everybody was posting, the one that the dude like wadded on the banking, and then they're like, "Oh my oh, gosh, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. crazy!" Because yep. I'm like, "Man, I don't know if I like Daytona in the wet." And then sure as shit, that thing happened, and then and then I showed him. The other videos, and this is like all guys that kind of watch road racing but don't really care too much, and they about shit themselves. So I know Moto America got some crazy good clicks from those two videos alone. Oh, dude, 100%. And, like, honestly, like, my my dude is uh, a little nuts because I don't think he ever lifted No, I don't think throttle. he did. <laughs> he just held that thing wide yeah. open and hoped for the best. And then he starts bumping off other riders, doesn't even <laughs> look over at nobody, just keeps his head looking straight. He just acted like nothing like, happened. Screw you, everybody else. I'm going to the front. <laughs> I know. I saw it. I was like, uh, I would have been like, y'all good? Like, checking behind me. And he was just like, uh, all right, well, that happened. So let's keep going. I was like, fuck. Oh, man. No, there was a lot of really interesting shit that took place at Daytona this year with Moto America. And, you know, they didn't even run super bikes or, you know, it was – for yeah. what they had and the amount of action that took place, man, it was, it was pretty incredible. So um, Dude, like, I can't remember a time when, uh, well, like in recent years where like the Superbike champion, well, the whole Superbike championship team and like a, a bunch of top Superbike guys step back down to the 600s for the 200. Like, I don't think that's happened very recently. And like the absolutely like level of people that were there is, unreal like dude, there was some animals on the track in the 200 like some oh it was nice it was like back in the day heavy hitters was, man like back in the day yeah yeah it was so cool to share the track with Ganya and peterson and like like that's to me that like these guys just like stepped down to the to the super sport class for the weekend and and had like a a real legit program and showed up and and tried tried to win it like that's crazy to me, and that, I, like I said, I don't think that's happened at all in recent years. And it was, it was kind of cool for me to share the track with those guys because I've obviously never raced most of them because they're. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's cool to, for them to kind of go out of their comfort level too and and do that. Like that's not you know I'm sure they they haven't been riding a 600, so so for them to just. You're breaking up there, Chief. What's going on? Big time. <laughs> that was actually pretty special for me. Yeah. I didn't hear any of that because you broke up. Yeah, my, my bad. All right, you're good. Driving. I'll just have I'll have him cut that out. But I got one or two more questions for one or two more, and then we'll let you go. But um, yeah, so um, we talked about Eslick, we talked about Heron. You did mention um the you're doing stock 1000 and you're going from a rivalry kind of that started with heron and now you got i think i saw some stuff with jeff may right and he's doing the stock 1000 so you you kind of you got yourself another rivalry in the in stock 1000 class already and i know there's a lot of other guys in that class who 
you know, it, it's pretty stacked. That stock 1000 classes, I yeah. kind of relate it to production yeah. twins. Like it's getting harder and harder every year. Yeah. You know, the thing with the Jeff May stuff, like, I don't know really the deal with that. I just kind of left that alone as best. As Mm, Dude, I'm out. reading the Facebook thing on the group, and Posh is going with Heron back and forth. So Heron says, "That's a funny Stop. post. Let's not forget that I ran out of gas." And then uh, Posh says, "He told me I was one of the least deserving winners of the 200. So there's no more love. This guy can't handle getting beat." And he says, "Josh Heron, you ran out of gas because you ignored the board, like his pit board. <laughs> That's on you." Where's uh, that? At? It's a group called Track Day Junkies Unleashed. It's a shit post. Yeah. It's a shit post pile of posts, but it's hilarious. No, you don't want to join either. It is it is just chaos yeah. in there. But it's pretty funny. Dude, the, the Josh Heron memes have been going crazy. Well, like with Josh, I love him to death, man. But sometimes, you you know, you can't be bringing it all on yourself, getting all cocky and stupid, and then you get beat. Like, you got to take it like a man. Like, like dude. Well, and you got to show respect to the guys you race with. Like, you got to – like I just did an interview today and it's like, you know, I, I was talking about how good everybody I race with is. It's like, dude, like yeah. you guys are fucking good. Like if you show, if you're not willing to give respect for guys that are you're racing with, it kind of shows like a lack of self-confidence and a little bit of like mental weakness. Like it's not mentally weak yeah. to tell people they're no. fast, like, and you got to go up and fist bump them. And you know, I, I wasn't going to say anything about the Heron thing. Um, just because I think it's a bit out of place and I don't really want to like keep staring the pot. But, but once I heard him say that, like I was one of the least deserving people to win the race, I lost a lot of for him. And like, that's, that's not something that you should be saying about somebody who you're going to have to race against in a, a two hour endurance race at 175 miles an hour. And like, you're getting somebody fired up that like you're on, you're sharing the track with me. Like, don't, I, I don't know. There's not really any need for it. And, yeah, I mean a little a little shit talking here and there is cool, but like I don't know. I, I think that, that there should at least be some kind of mutual respect. Like I I respect obviously what he's done on the track, but yeah, I just I don't like the personality. Yeah, no, he that. definitely. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a big uh, Dan Bromley fan, um, but when he won Peoria last year, he he walked by me and stuck his head down. He didn't he didn't want to look up, and I walked over and I I got his attention. I said, "Yo, bro, nice ride." and uh, he, oh, thank you. Thank you. It's like, dude, like, it's all good. Like, I don't have to, we don't have to go for beers, but if you go out and you do well, like I got respect for guys that are talented. So I don't yeah. have to like you off the track, but like fucking nice ride. Yeah. That <laughs> so, little bit goes a long um, way too. Anyway, it goes a long way too, for sure. No, nah, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's whatever. I mean, people's true colors come out and I'm not saying that about Josh or anybody in particular, but it's like, eh, it is what it is, but uh, you you broke up during. I just wanted to ask you about yeah your, your competition in stock one thousand. You broke up. Um, yep. I know Jeff May was wasn't a, a big posh fan uh, about a month ago. I saw. So talk about your uh, about that maybe, and then your your competition in the stock one thousand. Yeah, um, yeah. The the stock thousand class is actually pretty stacked. I think like there's some there's some fast dudes in there and. I, I definitely uh, – I don't have one hand on the trophy before it starts, at, at least in my head. Like, don't ever underestimate nobody and, and show up, put the work in, and try and get the job done. And that's kind of what I've just been trying to do, just get uh, – yep. he's fine. Oh, man. 
he's got that name Obama phone. All right, whatever. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think with his Daytona 200 uh, winning, he go buy some cell service? Forward to having a good year, and <laughs> bro, I don't know what's going on with your phone, but you you're, you keep breaking up, so it's all good. Uh, dude, it's unreal. Like every time I every time I try to try to say something good, my phone just breaks up. Jeff, no, we just, Jeff May is yep. hacking your uh, hacking your phone any every time you try to talk shit. <laughs> yeah, I try to talk about Jeff, and he, it it must be Jeff and Jody May just cutting my signal. <laughs> All right, well I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know Jeff, but yeah, I just saw that, and yeah. Was... No, you're good. All right, guys, I'm gonna get back to work. I'm going to work. And I'm going to sell some motorcycles so I can afford to go race against Corey all year because I got to get ready for the vet class beatdown he's going to take. I legit don't even race you. I don't know, man. I think I can take you to throw down. <laughs> all right. It's uh, going to have to be a short track yeah, with very maybe, few laps. Maybe, honestly. <laughs> or a TT. A TT, too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, whatever, dude. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. All I'll right, Brandon, good luck, bud. And tell George and everybody I said hello, too. See Thank you. Will do. See ya. Yo, sexy taxi. All right, Posh. Well, you're uh, you're Celsius. Where, where are you where are you traveling to right now, dude? I am headed from Boca Raton to Houston right now. I got another 15 hours of drive. Man, you would think your cell service would be decent, right? Yeah. Well, we're, we also we're driving through like a little mini hurricane thing. Oh, uh, I don't I don't think a hurricane's probably probably just severe weather. Yeah something like that hurricanes are yeah they like name them and they come off the ocean i don't think it's a hurricane could be maybe i don't know i'm not a, i don't I'm pay just, attention I'm i very very rarely check the weather channel so i don't fucking know it could nah, be a it's, it's not a hurricane i'm just messing but it is raining yeah all right man well appreciate you coming on and you're you're texas this weekend i know we talked about it but hopefully you can make it over to the to the flat track how far yeah. is it from where you're testing uh i'm not too sure but yeah that would be sweet i i have a i have anti Maziato with me and phelan my brother from the car club so i'll see if them boys can can hang out for it it's it's saturday night right saturday night yeah let me know i'll uh i'm sure i can get you some tickets man i'm sure they'll uh they'll hook yeah. up the 200 winner and a couple of his buddies so yeah that'd be badass maybe we can make it out there and watch watch you whoop some ass yeah i need to do something man i just had my memory pop up from last year it was me and you getting our photos taken after i won volusia and you won daytona and uh i was just thinking like damn that definitely didn't work out the same this year so hey well i got when when up. you win this weekend in Texas, we'll take some photos with the Rolexes and the and the trophies. Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah, All right, baby. cool. No maybe pressure. even have a lunch. I'm, I'm legal now. Oh, there you go. Well, your birthday's what tomorrow? Yep, birthday's tomorrow. Twenty first birthday. Damn, that's a big one. That's a Getting big old, one, dude. Getting that's old. a big. That's a big job. That's like, yeah. uh, that's, that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Nah, for a day or two. I, I, uh, I got to reel myself in at least until after I'm done testing. I, I got to get these laps in, bro. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, think about what would S like do and then make, make yeah. your call, make, make the decision. Yeah. So that's, that's my new thought process. Every time I'm going on the track, what would S like do? But I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes. So maybe just a Dr. Pepper will do. I don't know. Can you imagine if you lit up a SIG before uh, the first stock 1000 race? Oh, uh, dude, right on the grid. Just cut a right hole in the, the front of my helmet. Right on the grid. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure always... America would love that. 
I've been trying to get Shayna to throw in a wad of chew before like one of her main <laughs> events, just like to fuck with everybody. But she's not really like super into that idea. Yeah, I heard uh, like Colin Edwards back in the day used to race a MotoGP bike with chew in his mouth. Probably Jake Johnson and a lot of good flat. Tra- I mean, I know flat tracks different than MotoGP, but a lot of those guys would race with chewing. It's like, uh, dude, that's so wild. Like they're just swallowing it. They got some iron stomachs, dude. Yeah, I know. I smell, I smell chew. Smell like, want to get sick. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm like feeling queasy. I'm like, yeah, uh, not, not the, the not the C-Tex recipe for success here. <laughs> that is not the play call, dude. No, nah, not, not at all. Uh, that's cool, man. Well, appreciate you coming on the show. Um, did you spend the entire paycheck yet? Or are you trying to pace yourself? Like what's uh, dude, I got to pace myself, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to save as much of it as I can. Um, gas is getting expensive. So I, I want to be able to make it to the races this year. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. It is real expensive. Um, I, uh, I don't even know, like, I'm, I'm not letting Cruz ri- uh, ride for a few weeks because I just can't afford gas in his PW. He's just yeah, going to have to take take the hit for all of hey, us. So. Cruz is going to have to step up and get some sponsors pretty soon here. I know he's only, like, three or four years old, but he better start bringing in some money to help support the family. Honestly, he probably has more sponsors than, like, a lot of my friends <laughs> that race. It's not a, not a great, great outlook, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I'll make him have a little lemonade stand. Fucking bring well, in some did. extra gas money. So, <laughs> um, cool that man. Awesome. Well, obviously, I was uh, as a, a guy that's seen you grow up. It's always good to see you be successful and and win uh, win another one. Um, I don't know how many. I know Eslick has four or five. Russell has five. Um, is that on your mind at all? Uh, I mean, honestly. I'm just taking it year by year. Like if I wind up getting a rod and, and can race it again next year, I'd be happy to even just be on the grid. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously if I'm racing, I'm racing the win. And I think it would be pretty cool to one day maybe be called Mr. Daytona, but I think nobody's ever done a three peat. Nobody's ever won three in a row. And uh, like that's next up for me next year. So if I can do three in a row, that'd be really, uh, really special. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, the thoughts definitely crossed my mind on how many of these things can I win. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big dude, and these little 600s don't really like a whole lot of weight on top of them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just pacing myself. If, if the opportunity comes, and I'll be ready, and I'll be more than happy to do it. But if it doesn't come, then it wasn't meant to be, you know? Perspective, man. I like it. It comes with age. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm like a fine wine. I'm like you always say, I'm just getting better with age. <laughs> getting better with age. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. We'll drive safe and uh I'll catch up with you hopefully this weekend. But yeah, congrats on another win and uh more to come, dude. More to come. Thanks, big dog. Much love and I'll uh yeah, I'll see you in Texas. All right, man. Have a good one. See you, Corey. Yep. See you, Bosh. Brandon Posh, man. Good, good episode. Yeah. It's hard to keep Robbie Bobby uh, focused for too long. He, he's got ADHD to the max. So he usually bounces before our, before our, uh, our guests do. I don't think he knows how the, the podcast thing works fully, but anyway, yeah, it's a really good show. Jerry, Jerry was on the pod and, and then Brandon Posh. So obviously Posh, he has um like a T-Mobile phone or some shit uh, dropping, dropping bars, but 
Um, good to get both of them on, talk about the Lucia a little bit, talk about the track. Um, want to make sure we shout out our sponsors once again that make this show happen. Mission Foods, as always, supporting our sport, Bell Power Sports. If you start tank slap and you want to be protected by Bell, Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Indian Motorcycle, big supporters of American Flat Track. Moto America, they won both of the uh, Moto America races, man. Tyler O'Hara and Jeremy McWilliams. Uh, huge congrats to the crew at Indian Motorcycle for that. I think I saw or heard that the baggers were going 170 mile an hour at Daytona, which is like kind of terrifying how, how fast they've grown that bagger class and how serious it for initially I'm like, ah, baggers, get me a bagger. Now it's like, I, I don't think I want to ride one. So, um, yeah. So, uh, big congrats to Indian for, I guess the Daytona sweep to, uh, Moto America races, then the American flat track race, uh, Moto America shout out to, uh, to them for a very successful Daytona, Looking forward to what they're doing the rest of the year. Make sure you check out their website, catch an event near you. And if you can't be there live, make sure you subscribe to their live plus package. Dunlop Motorcycle Tire. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. And then Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience, commercialroofsystems.net. If you can as well, subscribe to our show, share it, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Want to keep it rolling keep it fun. Um, we didn't record last week cause bike week for me was a big job. Um, just the amateur races I did with Cruz, um, where he got a couple podiums. So pretty stoked. Uh, PW class is pretty serious, more serious than I thought it would be. And dad needs to step up the, uh, mechanical game. His bike was a little, a little underpowered, <laughs> I would say. So got to work on the, uh, the PW game a little bit, but he got a couple of podiums and we had a lot of fun, but it's an exhausting day to sit at the amateur races all week. So I want to give a shout out to my, um, the kid I help out as well, Evan Renshaw. He won three championships, kind of gave a fourth one away, but he rode great all week, uh, three titles. We put in a lot of work with him leading up to the event and there's a lot more to come with him as well. So shout out to Evan for uh, a good bike week cruise as well. Hell, I'm the only one on the team that didn't get on the podium. Trent got a fourth. He did well. Um, also, Jerry talked about it a little bit. But, yeah, long season ahead of us. We will uh, keep digging, keep grinding. Thankfully, I don't have to wait long to get back on the track. A few more days, and we'll be at Texas. Um, if you guys are in the area, make sure you come check us, check us out, Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, a lot of good memories for me on that racetrack and excited to – to get back and, and race. We didn't get to do it last year. It, it uh, rained, unfortunately, before we were able to get on the track. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to getting back out there and having another go at it because I was, to say the least, it was a, it was a challenging Volusia for me and my team. But um, appreciate all the support you guys give us. And it's a wrap. We out. <laughs>